Ferris Ryan and welcome to Teach Me in 20. Each week I'll release a new podcast where I get to speak with awesome people who have something new to teach me that I know nothing about. If, like me, you're naturally curious about everything, this could be the podcast for you. So come along for the ride. It'll only cost you 20 minutes. Hey guys, welcome to Teach Me in 20 with Karis Ryan. Today we are very lucky to be joined by James Starmer. James is a beatboxer and a live looper, and we're going to hear more about that now. I know nothing about either, so welcome, James. <laughs> Thanks, Karis. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. So for everyone who doesn't know, can you explain to us what live looping is? So live looping is, I guess it's a, it's a fairly old art form. Um, a lot of different musicians do it, but it's the idea of that you will record maybe a riff or you'll record your voice and you basically have a start and an end, and it will loop. So, you know, right now, some of the big artists doing it, we've got Tash Sultana, um, you would have heard of from Triple J. Uh, We've got Ed Sheeran as well, and they have different loop pedals where they tap to get the start of the loop, and then they tap again for the end of the loop, and then that then starts the next part of the loop, so it keeps going. And then what you do is you then dub over the top, either through different tracks. So what's dubbing? So dubbing is when you, uh, after you record a loop, you then record again and you record over the top of that same channel. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm just, I'm like, dumb it down for the people like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So basically you're recording different layers and yeah. as one finishes, you'll do another. And by the end, you've got like a, a harmony of, of basically all the layers together, which makes the track. That's right. Yeah. So I'll generally start off with, I'll drop a beat. So someone like... And then I'll layer over the top with some hi-hats, like... And then you just layer over the top. Then again, you add a bass line to it. And then you add some sort of harmonics to it. It's like... You're you're like a one-man band. (laughs) Well, that's the idea. So the good thing about beatboxing and live looping together is it's the quickest way to get the ideas that are in your head out into the real world. So from there, once you have that and you record it, you can then add it to, you can add more to it. So if you then wanted to turn that into a proper song, you then already have those ideas out of your brain and into something that you can actually listen to. And then you can bring it into your music program or use your instruments or or adapt it however you need to. So you thinking on the spot or you've already got like when you're going into it, sort of a predetermined idea already of what you want to start with or how the sound wants to go? Um, a lot of my shows are completely impulsive. I've tried to plan my shows, but once I get up there, I just, the plan goes out the window. You're just winging it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it sort of depends as well what people are after, like what they're sort of getting into and then you change it up. I'm just assuming. Yeah. It really depends on the crowd. I mean, I did some busking up in Exmouth Mm -hmm. and I don't think think the senior citizens liked <laughs> drum and bass. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Maybe they did. Yeah. <laughs> they're like back in my day, the yeah, Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how does one though as well figure out that they can beatbox? How did you, this all start for you? Uh, well, everyone blows raspberries. <laughs> when you're a baby, <laughs> that's one of the first things you do. You do a little... <laughs> Yeah. The first thing to do. You're like, I was great at that at kindy, really excelled. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. The thing is I never really grew out of it, so I just kept doing it. And it more came into when I started making music, um, it was getting the ideas out of my head. But anyone can learn how to beatbox because it's essentially different noises that you're making with your mouth and you can go with very basic 
So the one that I always teach people is boots and cats. Okay. Give so us... you just say boots, cats, boots, cats. Boots, cats, boots, cats. Okay, look at me. All yeah, right. That's it. You're beatboxing. <laughs> you're beatboxing. It's in a very simplistic form, you're beatboxing. Yeah. So the, the next part from there is that you take that boots and cats and you get rid of some of the vowel sounds. So you're just working with the peaks of the sound. So you go from boots, cats to That's it. Like that? Okay. That's it. Right. So you're forcing the air through your lips. So it's, like, yeah, it's a real just changing, working your mouth in different ways. This yeah. this could be a segment for another podcast. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. And yeah, keep, yeah, keep going. Forever, I'm really hoping people are listening to this in their car and they're like just playing around <laughs> or even at the lights, just like bopping yeah. away. Yeah. So I, I did a, I did a workshop uh, while I was in Exmouth and, one we did with the kids was boots and cats. Mm-hmm. So boots, cats, boots, boots, cats. So the next part. They would love that. Yeah. <laughs> so the next part you do is you add a sibyl. Okay. So that doesn't make sense right now, but listen to it. Boots, cats, boots, boots, cats. So it's just repeating the boots, boots. Yeah. So you add the sibyl in the middle of it. Okay. So boots, cats, boots, boots, cats, boots. So it's you're adding like a like a drum roll uh-huh. to your beat, so it all comes together. So that must take a lot of practice because I'm imagine like I'm butchering it, but <laughs> you can do it. Okay, wow. And then I guess you've now made this more into a career as well and mixed it in with your DJing. Yeah. So what type of events are you playing at? You mentioned Xmouth and you've been a bit of busking as well. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, last year I was involved with the Ninga Lens Festival. Okay. So it was a it showed different conservation films up in Xmouth. Um, so I was involved with that, did some beatboxing there. Uh, this year I uh, was involved with the Ningaloo Whale Shark Festival. Wow. Um, also played some gigs down in Coral Bay at Bill's. Um, did a little bit of beatboxing at the Wild Campout over New Year's. And, uh, yeah, now I'm currently in talks with um, a couple of other festivals because it's kind of something that people can get involved with, they can play around with. And the idea is really to get people interacting. So not just sitting there and being entertained but being part of the entertainment. So people, when they're watching you, they start sort of... I mean, what is it called? Beatboxing? Beatboxing. Yeah, boxing yeah. along. Is that the shortened term of it? <laughs> they just join in. They yeah. just join in, yeah. So I'll, I'll sort of teach a little bit and then afterwards I'll say, all right, come up, let's get you on the microphone, let's record you in the loop station. Wow, so it's like a workshop at a gig yep. at the same time. Yeah, that's it. Because I was going to say, like, why, why would someone want yourself, like why would someone want a beatboxer at their event over a normal DJ? What does it add? Well... I think because there's, you know, there's so many DJs out there <laughs> and I've, I've found I've been DJing for over 15 years. So the reason why I moved into beatboxing was because I wanted to be more than just a DJ. I wanted to be um, an overall entertainer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I get booked, then, you know, if you want beatboxing, live looping, I can do that. If you want DJing, I can do that any different types of genres or just like entertaining crowds, entertaining kids. It's basically being versatile. So it doesn't matter what festival you put in, whether there's kids or if, if it's just for adults, 
then I can go in there and I can entertain. So it's just opening up my horizons. Mm. Who froths it more? Who's like more receptive to it, the kids or the adults? Uh, I have a different show depending on my audience. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say I wouldn't do my adult show for my kids. Okay. (laughs) Why? Like, is that the words Um, in the... Yeah, a little bit bit more swear words and stuff and I could swear and, you know, you make mistakes and and you're just like, ah, crap, you know, and and it's fine with that. You don't do that with the kids, you know. Yeah. You had parents running up. But with the kids... You know, I bring them up on stage, we get the lights on them, make them feel like they're stars. Yeah, they must feel absolute superstars. Yeah. Are they, have you had met some good kids at it? Like some decent talent? Um, yeah, well, I've had some really good kids, um, some that have cottoned on to the whole boots and cats yep. pattern very quickly. I had <laughs> one little girl that we were, we were doing a loop together and all our friends are there and I'm like, okay, ready, one, two, three, four. And I gave her the microphone and she just kind of looked at me and then she just took a bite of her apple. Oh, <laughs> she's like, I'm hungry. We're done. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> all right, next person. <laughs> Got to love a live, live audience. <laughs> yeah. With the pedaling as well. How does that sort of fit into it all? So we've got the microphone here and you'll see this is a tiny microphone in comparison to your one. Yeah. So this is um, a beatbox specific microphone, you yes, tell me. It's called a fireball. So it's made for beatboxers but also for harmonica players. Yeah. Um, because you can actually cup your hand around it and you can get that, that round grip so all the sound stays in there. So there's no yeah. echo or it's just... It, it has a sound. shorter it has a shorter field of okay. pickup. So yep. at the moment with this microphone that I'm talking on, I can come back here and it still picks me up. Yeah. This one here, I can have a big speaker right next to me and I can cut the microphone and the speaker won't pick up so you won't get feedback. Wow. But the other part is that because it's small, it's compact, it picks up my voice, that sort of thing, I can be extra loud into it and it doesn't make it distort or anything like that. So it's it's a perfect microphone for beatboxing. Okay. So what happens is this chord goes around and then goes into this pedal here. Yeah. And this is called a compressor limiter pedal. So this adds uh, dynamics to my voice. So it basically takes my sounds and kind of compresses them in together so they sound more punchier. Okay. So for everyone is as well, we've got three different pedals on the table at the moment. Yep. Yeah. So, so pedal I just one have does these, that. I have these different pedals which adds different effects to my voice so okay. i've got compression limiter which will make everything sound punchier i've got a delay which kind of adds a yep. to my voice um, in different ways and then this last one here is a bass synthesizer okay so it's en- it essentially takes my voice and i can be going like this and it will just make it go nice so we'll do that sort of stuff to <laughs> my voice the party started that's right yeah <laughs> So all these pedals add different effects to my voice. It then goes into my loop station here. And then in my loop station, I have effects, more effects that I can record on, over the top of my voice and over the top of this. And then Like I have, horns or sirens, those type of effects? Or? Um, no, 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 no. Still, still audio. So it's still all my voice, voice but okay. it's just adding different sounds. Sure. Yeah, okay. filters, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then we have these different five channels. So each of these five channels I can record onto, I can record over the top of, and I can set the volumes on each and every single one of them. So I can essentially have drums on one, bass on another, um, my a vocal hook on another one. I can have some sort of melody here and then some sort of like atmospheric sort of string sound. 
So how that just because it has the five channels, they're just five different sort of effects um, you can do. Is that no, no, no? Uh, it's it's five different versions of my voice I can put on there. Right. So I can record my beats on here. So and then over here I might do my hats. And then over here I might do uh, my bass sound. And then over here I might do like I don't know a melody of some. And then over here I might do something sort of atmospheric like. So how many layers have you got playing all at once, Max? Or uh, it does it doesn't. It doesn't really no matter. It, I can keep recording over the top. So really infinity. Okay. Infinity. But the main thing is you don't want to record too much because then it will just sound all cluttered and, and conflicting. Yep. So what's a good range of – are they called layers? What yeah, are they? yeah, layers or channels, channels. Of, of sound. Um, I generally stick to the five and then I might record over the top. And, and sometimes um, when I record, my drums might not sound as loud. So then I'll dub over the top and make them more punchier. Mm-hmm. So it's really just as you practice, you then learn, all right, I need to listen for this sound. I need to listen for that sound. Mm. And you've got a few events coming up this year as well that we uh, can look forward to. So make sure. Uh, did you want to plug your yeah. website? Facebook? Yeah. So um, we've got uh, a kids beatboxing workshop that will be happening over the school holidays. Um, it's actually a pilot um, that I'm doing uh, to see what it's like and see what the feedback is from the parents. Um, I'm hoping that if all goes well, that maybe I can turn it into a school program and actually go into schools and show that there is more than one way to, to do music. You'd be the best music, music teacher ever. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, this is a, such an example of how music has changed and developed over the years. I think Ed Sheeran was doing this. He was sort of the first, I think, to sort of do it on a He did. He did mainstream. help make it, yeah, mainstream. Yeah. But it's been going on for a very long time. I mean, while I was at um, the Karajini Experience Festival... Um, in April this year, uh, there was uh, an amazing didgeridoo artist, uh, Mark Davies, and he would uh, record his didgeridoo and then he would loop the didge mm. and it was amazing. It yeah. was amazing. Um, but again, like it's it's just one of these things. It's this technology that allows us to become more creative. Yeah. What do you think's contributed to its rise in popularity? Um, I would say, well, number one... Um, the technology enables us to become more creative. But also the cost of the technology has actually gone down. Okay. In the past, these things would probably cost, you know, thousands of dollars. And now you can pick up one of these for about $600, $700. So the price has gone down and it will go down even more. You can pick up a two-channel loop station for about $200, $300. So now the technology is more available um, so people can access it. Mm. So when you mentioned changing technology, what's changed over the years? I mean, yeah, in terms of like this, how how's it different nowadays? Um, I would say that this is probably one of the, the top of the range loop stations mm-hmm. um, because it uh, does something called quantizing. So What's that? So <laughs> if I'm doing a beat, right? Yep. So right? if I don't hit the button, if I hit the button and it's not quite on time, this, the computer in here automatically shifts the record 
to fit in and pick up the drums. Okay. So I can be slightly off. Whereas in the past, the the processing, the computer power wasn't there. Right. So it's the technology has become smarter. We can be a little bit lazier. Okay. <laughs> it make things easier. So you're you're at a gig. You start with. Are you starting with Boots Cats? Are we starting? <laughs> we can start with Boots Cats. <laughs> and then what do you sort of then? I mean, you mentioned you try and rehearse, but most of the time it's winging it. How does it then evolve? So are you trying to look at maybe what the age group, the demographic of what they might like or is it more just what you're feeling? It's a mix of both. I mean, um, through DJing, you learn to read the crowd and, and see what they're into and, and what they're not into. Yep. Um, and then part of it is really just whatever comes to my head at the time. So sometimes I'll find that I'll be working on a beat and it will all be going to hell. Uh, what does that mean when it's going to hell? Like it's just sounding shit or... Yeah, just... yeah. I wasn't sure if I could swear. <laughs> We're allowed that, I think. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when it's, when, it's going, when it's going to shit, um, I'll just be like, okay, uh, I need to change it up and I will delete the channel or the layer or the sound that yep. doesn't sound right and I will go over the top of it. Or sometimes, and this is just owning your mistakes, I'll just tell the audience, well, that sounds like crap. Let's start again. Really? Yeah, yeah. you got to own it. Okay. you got to own it. And then the audience participation you mentioned. So are you sort of you do your set and then get them up or it's right from the get-go you, you go, all right, let's get the crowd involved. Yeah. Um, how does that work? Yeah, it really depends on the crowd, depends on how I'm feeling. I, I change up my set all the time. So, you know, if I see the crowd are very chill, then what I'll do is I'll start off with a performance. Then I'll teach them how to beatbox. Then I'll call people up, get them to join in. Um, And then we try and put together a song. Are most people surprised when they see, like, do most people know what beatboxing is and live looping? Um, I'd say a lot of people have heard of beatboxing and live looping before, but they might not know exactly what it is or, or how it works. Yeah. Um, and I do try to explain it during my, during my shows uh, and, you know, show the equipment or just explain what I'm doing. I'll create a song and I'll be talking through what I'm doing as I'm doing it. Yeah. Because essentially you are, as I said before, like a one-man band. Yeah. So you've, you've stolen the jobs of like backup singers and <laughs> musicians. Do you think down the track this is sort of what music will be in the future? Are we looking at, yeah, a glimpse into the future and we don't need like the bands anymore? Well, I, I think that there will still be bands. There will still be all of that happening. Um, there's an amazing artist named Beardy Man who could essentially steal musicians' jobs <laughs> yep. because of how good he is and he's, he's built his own loop station, effect station. He calls it the Beardy Tron and he cool literally name. worked with um, different software developers and different musicians to create something that works. And, you know, if you, I'll send you some videos, but it's, it's unbelievable the sounds that he makes and how quickly he does it. And it's someone that I've been following uh, since I started learning how to beatbox. Yeah. And a lot of the inspiration that goes into this comes from, from guys like Beauty Man, Dub Effects, Reggie Watts. You know, there's, there's uh, the guy that was recently on The Voice, Sam Perry, yeah. um, who did some amazing stuff. And again, like Sam Perry, he said that he's not much of a beatboxer, he's a live looper. So he, he's, he considers himself not a very good beatboxer, but 
he knows how to make the right sounds for the right amount of time with the right effects to get the desired effect yeah. in the song. You mentioned, I was actually going to ask, what do you think of these live loopers entering singing competitions? So we saw Sam Perry enter The Voice. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, yeah, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, at the end of the day, he's, he's, he's using the technology. Uh, you can't take away from the fact that it is his voice. Um, and the other singers could also get their own effects, uh, yeah, pedals and add stuff to a voice. I have an amazing friend of mine named Regan Derry. Love you, Regan. Uh, <laughs> shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out. <laughs> and she actually has an effects unit um, for her voice. So if she's getting deep into a song, she can sort of press the pedal and add more more effects to her voice. So more reverb, more delay, and it builds up and she can be louder in her voice and it creates this this atmosphere like it's it's surrounding you it's coming at you but then she can pull that back and go quiet and add another type type of effect to her voice so she's really controlling all the different effects of her voice and creating all these different outcomes that that affect the viewer wow. or the listener yeah and i suppose it's what you said it's sort of she can exactly what she wants to portray to the listener of how she's feeling and get that across because it's just yeah. Multifaceted. She's not relying on the sound guy adding reverb and effects and the sound guy sort of guessing when she's going to be loud. She's doing it all herself. And that that is another skill in itself, to be able to work the equipment, to be able to sing, to get through your nerves, to be there in, in, you know, in front of everybody mm. and doing all that. It, it takes a lot to do that. Well, I was going to ask as well because a lot of people would say, oh, well, you're just recording a section and then another section and putting it all together. But there is that you need to get the harmonies right and yep. sort of the fl- make it flow. I guess um, you might record something but you've, and as you mentioned before, you've got to, and I'm going to butcher the term- terminology, but like insert it into the right spot. That works. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and get like I guess it, not f- I guess flowing, but, you know, this beat goes with this beat and, yeah, so there is a science to it as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the times when I'm at home and I'm just jamming, I'm just playing around with different things and then when I'm on stage, some of those things come back to me, some of them I practice and I put together Um, but a lot of the times I remember, okay, this type of sound goes with this type of sound, this type of effect goes with with this type of sound. Okay. Um, this is how I build up a beat in this particular way in this in this pattern, yeah. um, and this is how I break it down. You know, so you learn different ways to do it. Um, it's kind of like, you know, you play a sport and you learn. You know, you do tennis, so <laughs> you learn your backhand and you learn how to run across the court. You know when to go forward. You know when to go back. You have all these different skills that you can then pull out as you need to. Yeah. So it's exactly the same with this. I I practice. I jam. And then when it comes time to actually perform, I'm just pulling out my different tricks. Yeah. So if there's a piece of advice you could give to an up-and-coming live looper or beatboxer, what would it be? Just keep practicing. Just keep doing it. Practice, record yourself, watch the performance, and then go practice some more and just learn. I've got so many videos um, of, of me practicing beatboxing. Majority of them will never see the light of day. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Majority of them will never see the light of day. Um, but you will see the end result of them when I do my shows or when I do my more professional recordings. Yeah, fantastic. So everyone listening, be sure to check out James. He's going to be featuring in Blossom Festival and Rain Dance later this year. Plus he's got all his workshops coming up. So keep an eye out for when they'll be uh, coming out. 
Thanks so much for joining us today, James. No worries. Thanks for having me, Karis. See you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Teach Me in 20. If you did, and if you even just learned one thing, make sure you subscribe so each week you can learn something new with me. Bye.